Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, we're excited to have Kristen Andre on the Sea Captain Way podcast today. Kristen is the chief strategist at the Andre Group and founder and chief connector at the Renew Coaching Community. She's a business strategist, performance coach, speaker, author, and podcaster who works with her clients on taking their careers and businesses to the next level. Kristen is also a certified trainer and a master certified coach. So welcome, Kristen. That's a lot. Thank you. That is a lot, Kristen. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? That is quite a body of work. I will tell you, you know, you're going to learn a lot about Kristen and I, like so many of our coaches and guests, have a past. And I like to say that in the best possible way. But we've known each other a long time, and it's just great to have you here. And I'm just excited as heck to, to dive into some of the great stuff and groundbreaking stuff that you do. So uh, let's get started. Right. Okay, I'll take the bait. So, like so when it. did you two meet, and how do you know each other? Oh, this is oh, a fun. You, right, you should go first. I'll go first because this is fun. We're our former firm. We were with the same firm, and you were already, I believe, a managing director when I started. And so you did my training, right. and like a lot when I first came in the financial industry, which was fun. But my best memory, it wasn't my first memory, but my best one. And Phil, I don't know if you'll remember this. I'm sure you will. For those of you guys that listen to Phil a lot, you know, he's got the theatrical and the musical side. And I think one of my first things I went to at the old firm was a big agency meeting. And you guys did a skit, the leadership team. So here I am new thinking these are the leaders. And y'all did a skit of the Wizard of Oz in costume. So I think one of my first memories of you, you're dressed as a lion and like belting out singing. And it was, well, first I was going, all right, I don't know if this is the best career decision. I didn't expect it, but it was so fun. (laughs) And it made the world of financial services, which sometimes gets to be boring, like fun and energetic. So that was one of my first memories of you. Wow. Wow. See that, that, now that is a flash of the past. And Greg knows from my, from my experience experience that I have no problem being no, in front of an yeah. audience or being yeah. on stage. But yeah, I was the cowardly lion. You saw and the there was a, a lot of, I, I do not, which would have been a really good one to keep, I think. But no, that I used to, you know, I get emotional, so I tend to cry a lot. And yes. I was always able to say things like, make a left, make a right, yeah. you know, if I would have <laughs> king of yeah. the forest. So it was just a natural, yeah. it was just a natural play. And uh, oh, I have, yep. and yeah, we dressed up, including the managing partner. Yes. We had him dress up like Dorothy, if you can believe it. And he's so you it, know, put and, together and, and his, he went from like this always perfect suit to that. Right. And it was hysterical, but I've seen, I've seen several skits that Phil has done over the years. Greg, so that is a good one right out of the gate. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, right I missed up. this one. Bender is well, Bert Lahr. I could see that the, <laughs> the cowardly lion was a crier. So that's. That's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And scared everything. Yeah. Uh, that is a good start, Kristen. And I did not expect that. So, yeah, so let's him let, right away. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. <laughs> 
You uh, you did. You made me blush. We all knew. The, uh, so that's the emotional part. I think that's good too. But that was oh a good story. Yeah. Yeah, well, good one. And now Greg's got a lot of ammo. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you very much. Yes, yeah, uh, you know, let's go ahead and get started on the business part of this thing. You, you know, you offer a variety of professional development coaching and consulting services. How do you structure your training programs? What types of clients do you work with? Yeah. What's the space you're in? Yeah, it started all in financial services because with that being our background, most of my original clients, I mean, I launched 14 years ago. Can you believe it? But most of them were advisors. So now I work with advisors, executives, other coaches, and high-level creatives. And it's all very, very customized. So I structure it. I'm not cookie cutter. That's what I tell people when they come to me. If you're looking for a for private coaching, it's very customized to who they are. I'm really big on people showing up as them and building their business around them or their practice around them and how they want life to look. So private's very one-on-one. And then I have a six-week mastermind that's very structured. And then we have the coaching community. So something for every level of executive or entrepreneur. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so that is very customized. And we do similar thing. We do maybe a little bit more group work, but I I always tell people it's individual coaching, but in a group setting. Because you know, you're meeting people where they are and helping them, you know, forge a path to their, you know, their vision. And Krista, did you say when you branched out away from just the financial services niche that you work with creatives? I'd be interested to know what types of creative professions you get to to work with. Yeah, it's really fun. Like when I first launched and started coaching, it was all financial services, all financial advisors. And that originally was what I thought I would do forever because it was the industry I knew. Mm -hmm. I I liked it. I knew how to grow, grow advisor practices. But what was fun is they started referring me to their clients. So my outside of finance, my first clients were all referred to me by their advisor. They would come to me and say, Krista, I know you've been coaching me, but so-and-so has a great business and they just don't know how to run it or grow it. So the high-level creatives, a lot of marketing people, marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of the aesthetic space, a lot of people who are growing like makeup lines and spa services and things like that. And I had a number of fashion designers and kind of stylists as well. So it was totally fun, but they all came to me mm-hmm. through their advisors. It was a win-win. Yeah, teach them how you to grow their come- business. They make more money. The advisors yeah. have more, you know, more room to work with them to meet their goals. Yeah. Could you help me come up with an ambush makeover plan for Phil that doesn't involve a lion suit? That would be fun. We need to talk. Yes. I think think you guys prep for this call. I have a feeling you guys prepped. We can can incorporate the lion costume in there. We might be able to get some red slippers. We can do this. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, Phil, so you're, I mean, you're um, creative by cool. nature. Phil is. You're you're absolutely creative, and oh, yeah. you've done that over the years with running yeah. the the firm and you know your own practices. It's fun when you get people who yeah. think outside the box. Well, it's fun, and I, I've always called myself an entertainer in a businessman's body. Right. So, yeah, I get kind of bored with the same thing. So right. I like to try to find creative ways to go. Yeah. Yeah, Phil is very involved on the trade wind side. He's he's very creative. You know, sometimes I'll say, "Hey, you're working my quarter. I'm supposed to be the idea guy." And <laughs> yeah. You go back with the numbers, people. I was a journalism major for a reason. Yeah, right, right. So, Kristen, Phil, and I both work with our clients to help them create their unique value proposition for prospecting and to increase client retention. And you've developed a strategy for your clients that you call Unique Wifier. 
the unique of that. Um, yeah. yeah. So what exactly does that mean? And how do you work with your clients to develop and implement it? It came, like everything that's fun to do, it kind of just came to me almost by accident. When I was working mm-hmm. with so many advisors, all of us, what I found when I started branching out and working with more and more people is everyone was saying the same thing and using the same jargon and showing up the same way. And it kind of became a joke. I'm like, if I check out your website or your LinkedIn profile and I see any of these three words, you're not standing out. So it really became a quest to figure out how advisors or anyone can stand out from their competition. So I call it the unique of mm-hmm. What makes you unique? And sometimes it has mm-hmm. to do with the way they're doing business. Rarely, if ever, does it have to do with products and services, but that's how everyone was taught. So we really go on a quest when I first start working with somebody to figure out, all right, what makes you stand out? What makes you different? And frequently it's something about them or their personality or, you know, Phil with Phil, he loves to sing. That's a lot different from other you know, coaches and consultants. You're not going to hear me. You really don't want to hear me singing in the middle of a coaching program, but it's just something that stands out that makes you memorable, but that allows you to connect really authentically with your clients and prospects. Nice. Yeah. And then in addition to that, you founded Renew Coaching Community for high achieving executives and entrepreneurs in 2021, right in the middle of pandemic, or I guess maybe a little bit of the end, but what was your motivation for establishing this group and do members hope to accomplish by, you know, becoming a member? Yeah, you know, it was another one of those things where I didn't originally set out to do it. And Phil, you know, having known me for goodness, 20 years, more than 20 years now, you'll know this about me. I remember when I first started in finance, one of the outside people that ran our study groups said, Kristen, my fear for you is you are going to become the firm social worker. You want you're going to want to help everyone. And from a one on one coaching or consulting perspective, that is not possible. It really isn't. So I was finding so many people that came to me and wanted coaching and maybe weren't at the point in their career or fiscally could not afford to invest in a coach. So I wanted an alternative for them. So we launched the coaching community and we got tons of I call it content coaching connection. So tons of resources lots of coaching opportunities virtually in group settings and a community, which has been fun to watch them meet each other and do business with each other. So it's, it solved that problem of wanting to help on a broader scale. I remember you telling me that one time, Phil, you're like, I think you need to have a broader impact. Like you want to help more people than just what's right in front of you. So that was the reason. behind. Oh, knowing you and knowing what you've done and watching that progress, I have no doubt that I said that at some point because you're like instant offense. I mean, you just are constantly engaging with people in bettering themselves. And it's one of the things I really admire and have admired about you. Um, Sometimes the boundaries of a certain career can get in the way of the unlimited potential of something new. And you definitely made the most of all of that. So true. Yeah. yeah. One of Phil's superpowers is obviously coaching. And he told me that he's a better coach than he was a manager because what did you say? You felt your instinct was to want to jump in and rescue people. In some cases, I'd find it very difficult if people didn't want to grow. And so that would cause me, I don't know if it was intentional, but I would find myself getting very frustrated with people who didn't want to take things on or would say something and not deliver on it. And when you're a manager, you have to find a way to manage that. And that was always a tough one for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Kristen, you're the author of two books and your most recent book is called You're Not For Everyone. 
So can you share, please, you know, what, what's the book about and what was your inspiration for writing it? This is my pandemic baby. So it was written and published during the pandemic. And I had I was already knew I was going to do the second book and my writing coach and I had mapped it out. And then I think it might have been my fault that the world shut down because I was like, OK, it really pushed up the timeline because I was able to just write. But the reason I did it is throughout my career, I was guilty of this. A lot of the people I was coaching, they were trying to be all things to all people. And the big thing is fair, but not equal. You can still love on everybody so that it's called you're not for everyone. But the subtitle is but you can be for everyone. And I really wanted to teach people how they can be very selective in who they work with, you know, their clients and prospects and who they allow on their team and who they allow in their life personally. They can be very selective with that and still love everybody else and be kind to everybody else. So it's really, I mean, from a business standpoint, it's target marketing supersized. It's trying to teach you how to mm -hmm. find the people that are truly that you're meant to serve and that you're meant to surround yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause I spent mm -hmm. way too many years I mean, way too many years professionally and personally doing a, doing a lot of the wrong things for the people that really at the end of the day weren't supposed to be my people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a tough acceptance. Yes. And I'm sure that book has impacted a lot of people because of that one thing. You know, we talked about the manager versus the coach mm -hmm. and the relationship is much easier to disengage when you're coaching because both parties look at each other and said, is there anything to talk about? Yep. And you got to accept the fact that those run their course as well. A relationship can be strong and then fade over time. Yeah. I always use the phrase a coaching shelf life is no more than three years. Yes. I get tired of listening to myself after three years, right? <laughs> I think we all so, do. Um, it's so important. You're spot I, on. Yeah. You got to get fresh. So you're the host of the Renewed Podcast. Why did you decide you wanted to have your own podcast? And what types of guests do you invite to be on it? Not me yet. I'm not going to say that out loud. But <laughs> so what, what what types of guests do you invite to be on it? You know, we just had our five-year anniversary this past April. So I yeah. kind of joke that I was podcasting before podcasting was cool. We changed yeah, right. a lot. When we started, we originally had guests and entrepreneurs on that would come in and tell their story. And my producers were like, there's no theme. There's no tie. You just have random people telling their story. And so about a year and a half ago, we switched it where we didn't, this is why I feel we didn't, we don't bring on guests anymore. We mm. can get you on there because what I've found is I bring on people that I know personally to talk about topics. So that's personal and professional mm -hmm. development topics. And I usually will pull the audience and say, what do you guys want to hear about? And I'll bring on friends of mine or people that I know well, because then we can make it a dialogue and not an interview. And we found that we get a lot more yep. engagement that way. So we will, we can definitely get you on. I can think of a few hot topics we could have you dive into. Not after this costume thing. I don't know. I, I you, think that you, could be a good one. How to stand out. That could be a setup. You know too much. But uh, no, I, 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 of course, I'm having bad. There's nothing bad I can say about yeah, you. Well, so that's good. Well, that's, well, thank you for that. What's your favorite part of doing the podcast? I think the interaction. So we, we live stream. We don't live stream every episode, but we live stream a few of them. And what's been fun is the ones that we do live, maybe once a month, we'll go live, live at the time we normally broadcast. And it's been fun to watch the audience engage and ask questions and be able to incorporate in that in there. That's been kind of fun. So I think it's because then you're caught and we do, you know, doing it live, you can't mess up. You can't, I mean, you can, I mess up all the time, but it's, it's just fun to kind of let it roll and see what comes out. And I've been probably my 
one of my favorite episodes. I've had one of my daughters, I have three daughters. So one of my daughters has guest hosted a couple of times and she did not hold back. It was about parenting. So that was probably, it was one of the most viewed episodes too. I got thrown under yeah. the bus a couple of times. That was, that was fun. Oh, whoa. In a loving way. Yes. I mean, bus accidents are always loving. Yes. I, I can see how that could play out. So, Kristen, was your first book about parenting? It Did was. I notice on, on yeah. Well, kind and of the about title of it? Yeah, it was called your, Don't Make Me Pull This Car Over. And I wrote that when I was still with you know, our <laughs> former firm. And it was more a little bit about parenting, but more about the journey of trying to do both, trying to be a parent and trying to build a business. And the, the challenges yeah. within that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I knew now I know why Phil wanted to take the podcast question so he could fish for an invitation to your podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and come on and let him, let him do that. Well, she, <laughs> Kristen's got us dead to rights on one thing, Phil. I'll tell you because I looked at her website and her podcast and she's wearing an ACDC highway to hell t-shirt, which yeah. I don't think either one of us could pull off. Yeah. Well, we could never we could never do a live stream podcast because Greg is kind of a diva and you don't we cut we edit out a lot of that stuff with him and he tends to snort when he laughs. So we have to we have to do a lot of editing. But yeah. I I think live streaming we got to try that once. Maybe maybe it'll maybe start it'll with that. Us. We started with Friday. I all right. I was voluntold that we were doing this. My producers were behind it and I was like <laughs> Podcast sounds great. We're going to do because I actually don't like video. And I, even though I do it a lot. So I, I got thrown into doing the video and then I got thrown into live streaming it. We didn't start live streaming till the pandemic. That was really a way to pull people in and make people feel like they were a part of it. But it was fun. I love it. And I've caught a few of those. And obviously the first book, I didn't get to the second one, but the first one I did. And it's just neat to see. Greg, you you're aware of this because you did this, but I, I so respect Kristen and what she's done. I asked her to actually uh, give me a testimonial for my book coming out next month. I'm excited and, yeah. about and, that uh, one. It looked good. Yeah. It was, it was definitely yeah. it's so good and it's needed. Well, it, it's not as broad based. The first one I did was a little more technical. It's a little more sales performance advisor centric. Yep. But we'll, we're like you, you know, we're in 20 industries yeah. now, Sea Captain. So we're going to broaden the base. Greg, I guess what we got. Uh, I've got one more. I, I got to ask yeah. for the Uniquifier, the fun fact. You had some fun facts about you on your website. Yeah. And one of them on your bio says that you hold a second degree black belt in Taekwondo and won a bronze medal in sparring at the 2017 ATA World Championships. Only so how did wow. you get how did you get interested in martial arts? Yeah. And how long does it take to earn a black belt? It was an accidental <laughs> accidental adventure. So my daughter, my middle daughter, the one that guested on the podcast, she just recently earned her fourth degree. And she started when we moved to Georgia. We moved back to Georgia from Connecticut. And I went, honestly, it was a complete accident. They did a phenomenal marketing job and said, Mom's train free during Mother's Day month. And so I signed up because it was free. And I was like, this is cool, getting some exercise. And that was 2012 and haven't looked back. Wow. So it was fun. I did stop competing afterwards. These bones were not handling it very well, but it was fun. <laughs> I learned so much from it, but it was it was a happy accident. And it was from embracing something that I just thought was different and not something I would have normally done. And the sparring, yeah. the sparring 
Yes, I had a bumper sticker somebody bought me. It said sparring, it's cheaper than therapy. So I think that was part of what helped me win. <laughs> you know that anger and aggression out because I'm not, I'm actually not very tall. So I love it's, it. Um, it was a very unusual. Oh. The podium picture is funny because I'm about a foot shorter than the other lady. So. Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask how much I would have to pay to watch you give, like, Phil a flying side <laughs> snap kick to the head. Can I volunteer my daughter for that? Because I don't know what? that I could do it anymore. <laughs> No, but I tell you what, her daughter, I've seen some social media, man. She is a tough customer. And I think one of the things I know from knowing you is how that, and I'm guessing the podcast guesting as well, has really allowed her to blossom and get, you know, overcome some things like shyness and whatnot. And and I think that's really cool. She's super shy. And I think karate or taekwondo and some of the media exposures definitely help because she, at her core is very introverted and shy. Yeah. Well, we figured out our title for this episode. It's bringing Kristen on is like a swift kick to the head, but we got to wrap this thing up. You know, the name of Kristen's podcast is renew R E N E W podcast with Kristen Andre. And you can listen on Apple, uh, Sitcher, Spotify, and Google podcast. What is, Kristen, what is the best way for people to contact you, learn more about your coaching and consulting, and elevate their performance? Yeah, I'm at andregroup.com is the easy way. And Andre has two E's, andregroup.com. And I'm at Andre Group on all the social media. I love engaging with people on social. So connect with me there, and that's the best way to start a conversation and learn some more. Yeah, and that's Andre with a double E at the end. And again, Kristen, what a fun experience to have you here. It was really uh, our give and take was great. And I, I do so appreciate things like your energy, your attitude, your sense of humor. I've long since forgotten how funny you are when it comes to perspective on living life. You just are wonderful that way. Greg, anything else before we... No, it was great. I, I can only say thank you for the Cowardly Lion story. That's your gift to me on this, this podcast. I'll run with that one. And well, thank you both. Uh, I'm already still- Phil, before we wrap, I just want you to know you had such an impact on my career, my life, and hugely, hugely grateful. So honored to be here, but thank you, thank you for everything you did for me and the girls and all that through the years because it was you were a big, big influence and I appreciate it a lot. You almost made me into a cowardly lion here for a second there by saying that. You're such a sweetheart. Feelings mutual. You know, our paths need to continue to cross. Really, really great to have you on here. Kristen Andre, everybody. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey. 